What a weekend. It was so short. Compared it's to always the, too short, right? Well, compared to the damn big long vacation. Well, that's true. Week. But hey, yeah. next weekend is MLK Day. So that's oh, yeah. So I'm weekend. trying to take Tuesday off, too. Oh, ho, going for that, that four day weekend. Yeah, that goes. Uh, I requested it today. So we'll see what happens. The great thing about the internet. Uh, yeah, so what's up, bro? We got a lot in store today. A lot of fun news. I'm not even going to uh, spoil it for you. We're just going to talk about it. Well, looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, the hell with it. Let's just get started because I think my uh, uh, segment one may take some time. So we'll just do it. I, I think we're going to do it. Did I break the damn thing? <laughs> Does it look like I, mm-hmm. I played? I broke it. It's going on my end, but then it Is just it? stopped. Well, oh, it does. Let me try this one. Let me try this one. Oh, so it is going on your end. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, I'm just gonna let it go then. It's it's Bunch of goddamn nerds. All right, we're getting goddamn nerds. Because I have no idea. Nerds! What the is for... <laughs> okay, so we got revenge of the nerds there. So awkward. Um, I don't know what to tell you, but give me a cue when it starts dying down. Okay, it's playing the intro music. <laughs> We're off to a great start. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and start doing your spiel. I think. Welcome back. It's another episode of This Geek and Comics Outright Geekery's Comic Book Shit Talk Show. Shit Talk Show. Andy chiming in. Thanks for hanging hey, Andy. Mm. It's the Gomer and Taylor hour. Is the video still playing? No, no, it's done. Dude, it's still showing that it's playing. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to do either. It's back, though. I can see you now. I hope it fills in my... Look, it's not even going to fill in my things. Okay, man. so I'm seeing Trojan. Now it's gone. All right, I'm going to have to refresh. I'll be back in a second. Okay. <laughs> this is awesome. And Taylor's uh, hosting the show all right. on his own. Just as I planned. Okay. So, um, well, Gomer's dealing with some technical difficulties. Hey, I hope everybody's having a good start to your 2023. You know, uh, Year of the Rabbit, I think, just started. So, hey, that's all good fun. Oh, yeah. Gomer's gone. Good riddance to that motherfucker. Oh, damn. He's back. He's back. Uh, let's see if anything is going to run. I'll talk about my segment one. Uh, okay, we're looking at uh, the menu, I think. The menu, I see it too. All uh, right. It worked. Uh, I never saw it, but I recognize what that's It's from. on HBO. It's on HBO. Uh, so, yeah, just Taylor. It's just the Taylor show for an hour. I don't even know what he would do. I bet it would be fun. Man, I have it no would... idea what you got queued up. You're just talking about how, like, it'll be a surprise <laughs> to you too, Taylor. I know, right? I know. <laughs> Uh, so this was really good, dude. It was like this horror suspense sort of thing about this master class chef, like his cult of cooks and like an exclusive dinner that he has with just the worst people ever. And really the whole thing is like a compelling critique about how fucking critical we are as a society, you know? It's yeah. really cool, dude. I had a really fun time watching it. Yeah, so I've heard good things about it. Check it out. Um... Check it out. But yeah, I'll try to get around to it eventually, I guess. What'd you do this week? Anything fun? 
Um, started up the new semester at school and everything, so you know, yeah, let's more, get into the swing of things. I did go see, I did uh, take my nephew to go see Puss in Boots, the last Oh, wish. cool. I heard it was really good. I heard it was a fun It was, term. yeah. It was uh, a lot of good animation, um, good action yeah. sequences. Um, yeah, it's got a good, like, morality to it. There's a few more people dying than I should have. Oh, wow. I, I should have realized that, like, you know, maybe it's not the best thing to take my seven-year-old nephew to. Yeah. But I mean, um, in the commercial, he's talking about him dying. Like, I don't have many of my well, lives like, left. Some of the goons in the movie, back. like, get eaten by plants and shit like that. Oh, well. It's a pretty big bloodbath for the bad guys in this movie, actually. <laughs> wow. Okay. But, no, um, yeah, everyone that's was fun. good voice acting. Uh, Florence Pugh, I did not recognize. She was Goldilocks. Um, oh, that's fun. She that's had, like, fun. an interesting, like, B-plot going in the movie. So, yeah, that was, cool. a, that was good. Cool. But, um, yeah, pretty solid. Movies right now. Yeah, uh, um, until February. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. His daughter's oh, well, birthday. Oh, happy week. birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, man. It's awesome. Everybody got a birthday this year, it seems. Let's go to the news. <sighs> Um, all right, we have to talk about this because we've kind of been off, you know, for a while. Yeah, with know. all the holidays and everything. Doing different shit, but Action Comics 1050 did come out. And it appears that Superman now has more power, okay? Now, we know that the Superman books, all of them, there's going to be like five of these fucking books, at least four. Um, they're going through a bit of an overhaul, and this is where it all starts, okay? Yeah. Blackout, sure. We saw Lex Luthor use Manchester Black's powers along with this like weird device that he made to basically hypnotize the entire world into not remembering Clark and John or Superman. All right, that's cool. All right, it was really fun. Clark's kind of like, eh, but John seemed really like stoked about it. He's like, oh my God, no one remembers me, you know? But it also showed off like these new powers. Like Clark and Lex are fighting in space. Lex, all right, this is a big feat in and of itself, right? Lex kind of beams him away using the, some technology, right? You know, far, far away. But then just like a half a second later, like a wormhole opens, I guess. And what is this? Is this – some people are saying this is speed force. Some people are – I mean, I don't know what the fuck to think to this, but Superman just pops back. Here I am. And he basically says, you know – Time is meaningless to me. Distance is meaningless to me. And then this is kind of a feat too. He sort of just puts his hand. Just oh, that's actually hand. a power that uh Superboy, not um John, but um Connor has the tactile telekinesis thing. Oh, tactile telekinesis. So this is not yeah. Like, basically, you just like a new thing. This is well, just an it's not a power like that, that uh that Clark's ever had. It was something that uh, yeah. Superboy had, like back when like you know Reign of the <laughs> Superman and everything. They introduced that idea that his power set was a little different. Right, uh, but I don't know yeah, I mean, he didn't murder Lex Luthor. By the way, he didn't kill him. But he did say, you know, that his powers have evolved, and that makes sense given the War World thing. You know what for I mean? For sure. I mean, I Superman's power set, like, there's the core power set that's, like, pretty consistent through the years, but, like, the levels of it go up and down. And Yeah. Well, know. he didn't originally fly, too, so let's not get it twisted that yeah. his powers haven't always sort of evolved. In sure, sure. I mean, it. it took until, like, the 50s, really, before, like, you know, the Superman power set that's, like, his iconic power set, like, kind of came yeah. to fruition. But, yeah. Yeah, so. And, and until the 80s, until he was throwing cellophane logos so my favorite superman thing throwing cellophane logos sorry 
Yeah, the Silverage had some bullshit movies. At worst, a mild inconvenience at worst. Here's a cellophane logo, my favorite of got all him. time. Uh, yeah, I got him. I got, has that ever worked for you, Clark? You know, I threw the cellophane logo fight over. Um, but I don't know. Soups is always held back. He's kind of like Thor in that regard, you know, in a lot of cases. And the shit that happened on World World just seems like an organic sort of evolution for the character. But again, it's comics. Who knows how long this shit is going to stick? Remember, yeah, was it Rebirth I mean, or New 52? We had some kind of like a like a yeah, blast. What was that? Was like Supernova or something? It was the stupidest fuck. And I knew that shit wasn't going to last, dude. I know it wasn't going to last. It didn't even fit into like any of the stories or anything. It just was a, like a thing that they had for him. Well, for a while they were abusing it because like apparently every time he used it, he lost all like his built up like solar power. And so like every time he used it, he got like reset to like human level. Oh, that's... Well, so that's they were, kind of fun. Too, well, they were though, abusing actually. it that's for a while to try to keep him like at a lower power set because you know yeah. some Superman writers do think like, oh man, he's too strong. I can't write a good story here because like, what can't he do? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I'm okay with this evolution. Especially yeah, I mean, we have so fine. many super supermen and super people running around. So many Kryptonians. Yeah, and, and I mean, and John Steele. I guess he counts. He's not a Kryptonian, but he is Superman. But. I don't know, man. I don't know what to think. Or I guess it's John Irons. I mean, it always depends on the writer, right? Like Exactly, dude. Exactly. He so can be hyper-powerful, or he can have no powers, and you can tell yeah. good stories depending on in how good of a writer Cantwell, In this Cantwell, right in action, and going to write the Superman book. I don't mm -hmm. remember. We'll have more on that in a minute. Uh, right now, actually, Dawn of DC, next story, uh, kicks off in January with, they got, like, previously announced revamp Superman, like we talked about. Um, that starts in 1051 and then continues when like unstoppable doom patrol. I think I have a, a screen for that. Yeah. Doom patrol Superman. There's going to be a free comic book day. We got that Superboy book. That was, I don't know. Seems kind of weird. Yeah. One that, won that uh, won that March madness thing they were doing. Yeah, yeah. It seems kind of weird that they won and they're revamping all the super. Well, you're just bitter because they didn't do the Alan Scott book. Cool thing. That was such a cool thing. That would have been cool, yeah. Doing like this, uh, this green, or yeah, they're doing a couple of Green Lantern books, uh, Hal Jordan and um, John Stewart. I don't have images on those. Brave and the Bold, Batman Brave and the Bold, and then a Shazam. Uh, they're also talking about doing a Cyborg book, a Penguin book, the Steelworks book. That's going to have the whole Irons family, the whole Steel Brigade, or whatever the hell they're called. Uh, so we did get announcements and i mean news is really slowly trickling out on here but uh joshua williamson tweeted this shit out artist sean is oxy um in april a new olive oliver queen still missing after the events of dark crisis tries to reunite with his family so it's going to be a new green arrow book and thanks to the fine folks over at games radar we have a little game to play but we can name everybody this is really fun number one easy that's oh yeah, awesome. sure. That's Oliver himself, but um, Black Canary, Arsenal, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Connor Hawk. Where are you um, on? Where are you on three? I'm on four. All right, Ar Arsenal, Connor Hawk. Yeah, go ahead, Hawk. Five. Um, is that Diggle? It is John Diggle. Man, you're five for five. I didn't think you would go five for five. I know. Well, I got off to a heavy start here, but you I am get off uh, to a really good start. I am six. I'm gonna. I don't know who six is, and, I don't, and I don't. Go. Okay. Classic okay. Green okay. Arrow well. Villain. I know the name, but I did not recognize him. Um, the only one on here, I'll go ahead and save you some time. The only other one on here I recognize is Peacemaker. All right, so seven is Merlin, which is an odd choice. Um, he's like an evil, evil archer. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's fun. Red Canary number. I thought it was weird that like they have a character named Merlin when there is yeah, like the archer. Merlin is a character in the DC universe, like the magician yeah. Merlin. But well, he's got. They also lie. have. They also lie. have this random Green Arrow villain who's named Merlin. Who has <laughs> nothing so to dumb. do with magic. He's just yeah. an archer. Yeah, it's so weird, dude. Well, whatever. All right, but... Leon Harper is number nine. Um. Arrowette, which I didn't know was a fucking thing. Uh, Sissy King Jones is a member of the Young Justice who upholds her own her- superheroic archery tradition. See, I didn't know about that. Uh, Imiko- oh, was that the character from like back when they were doing like that? Uh, what was the name of that event where there was like a war or whatever? And like, oh, uh, yeah, it was a war between a bunch of Imperiax or something, remember. whatever, whatever. Yeah, who was eight again? Eight is uh, Leon Harper, the daughter of Roy and Cheshire, with a okay. troubled childhood, recently returned from the dead. Man, older, how is she like a died. How is she like a young adult? Is it like yeah, she's Arsenal supposed to be in like his twenties? Yeah, I don't know. This, there's a lot of fucking characters. Yeah, dude. All right, so eleven is Amico Queen. That's Ollie's half sister. Um, uh, Oliver's dad and the assassin known as Shadow. Come on, you don't know who twelve is. Is twelve on a monopia? Yes. Okay, good. Dude, okay. I knew you would get 12. One of okay. my favorite fucking villains. So bizarre. So stupid. I love his shtick. I love his shtick so much. It's a Kevin Smith like creation in a yeah, I remember that one. Batman like miniseries. Yeah, I can't remember and, the name of it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember reading yeah, it. Yeah, he only speaks in descriptive sounds. And he once tried to kill Connor Hawk, which is weird. I, I can't believe I missed that story. Did that happen? That didn't happen. That I remember happened, in his but. premiere, he was like a hero killer was like yeah. his motivation. Yeah. So makes sense. Right. So yeah, 13 is Cheshire. Um, love affair with Roy Har- Harper. You know, Leon Harper's uh, mama. Peacemaker, like you said, at 14. Mia Dearborn. Now we're getting really into the fucking weeds. Uh, 15 is Mia Dearborn, the latest teen hero to inherit the mantle of Speedy. Okay, so that's new, so I don't yeah, that's feel too a bad about thing. that one. Okay. 16 is Is that Brick. another blockbuster? Oh, okay, no, mind. that is Brick. We have talked about Brick. It's one of Star City's toughest crime boss that bosses with skin. And oh, so he is blockbuster, sake. just not. Yeah, he's basically blockbuster. And then 17... That's Hal Jordan. And it looks like he's going to be kind of in the back. Oh, it's just his mask. Okay, now that you yeah. say that, yeah, okay. Sure it that's appears him. to be a projection of Hal Jordan's mask, which okay, could I mean... I feel like that's a bit be... of a cheat, but whatever. I mean, it is, but they have such a great history. Oh, sure, Hal. sure, yeah. I mean, I love seeing Oliver show up in a Green Lantern book, and I love seeing Hal show up in a Green Arrow book. You know, they, that is a classic, uh, it's a classic duo. duo, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not on the level of like blue and gold or anything like that, but you know, it's up there. Oh, I don't know, man. It might be. That, that's like a classic fucking run, dude. It's so it is. It classic. is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we will have more on Dawn of DC as we get more. Uh, moving on to some Marvel shit. The X Men vote. They're doing it again. Um, oh, isn't it supposed to be in like June? Seems like it's kind of early. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think that red envelope and the timing here is a bit telling. Uh, it's a sinister tie-in for sure. I mean, yeah, I definitely assume that's what that is, but yeah. I won't. Uh, so who do you want to see elected? Who do you want? I know Armour is um, always a favorite around here. Armour was one of the ones I voted for when she was up uh, previously. Um, yeah. I'd like to see Quentin Choir, although oh, he's already be fun. He, he already has even, like a big role in the X-Force, so he doesn't there. really need it. He oh, well, there then there we week. go. He won there this week. Well, there you go. He's one of my favorite X characters, so I'll be glad to see him. Dude, Um, was he even sitting around the table in X-Force this week when they were having that big meeting? I don't remember. I don't think he was, dude. I know Domino and Omega Red, Deadpool, Wolverine wasn't there, but Sage was there. 
Yeah, that may have been it. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, I'd like to see uh, Jamie Madrox, of course, you know. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have anything time. going on anymore since yeah. X-Corp uh, oh, yeah. got, um, like, hustled out. Yeah, but with the little, you know, red envelope, presumably Mr. Sinister angle, I'd like to see a twist. I'd yeah. like to see Sinister go in there and do some election interference. You know what I'm saying? Like pull from the headlines. And yeah. Shit, you know, where, where something goes down. I mean, I'm, um, I'm, I am looking forward to like sinister shenanigans, you know, like the yes. character's a lot of fun, but he's also like his schemes are fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's time to mix this shit up. I'm really sure that that is what we are going to get. But again, we'll have more on that when we get it. Um, I would say though, real quick though, ahead. sorry, just about the no, X vote. For sure, for sure. I think they should probably have this every like two years instead of every yeah, year. It doesn't seem like. It just seems okay. like. It, yeah, like you have this like new cast come out, and it seems like there's not enough time for it to breathe before it's time for the next election. I get that it's like a year, but that's not a lot of issues, you know. It's not, and the problem there is, it it impacts the X Men book. Yeah, it doesn't make it the flagship title that X Men Red or or um, Immortal X Men is, where it can tell a long sort of story. Yeah, they're telling an okay story. You know, Gary, Gary Duggan is telling an amazing story in X-Men, but it's very incohesive, and it has to be flexible because he has to be flexible because he has to get a whole new fucking team next year. Yeah. Um. No other news on this if the creative team is going to change. I doubt they're going to let, you know, Jerry Duggan move away from this. He's, he's sown a lot of seeds that have yet to sort of find their, you know, germination, I guess, Um. at least for me. You know, they still got this guy on Mars who's fucking with shit. This still yeah, got I mean, fucking Space Vegas. He's doing you know. a good story. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of story left to tell. I definitely want to see Gary Duggan uh, stick with the book for a while. Yeah, yeah me too, me too. Uh, finally, from Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy is getting relaunched. Uh April, just in time for the new movie, really. Yeah, I mean, um, it's hard not to notice that this is the cast of the movie, like as yeah. the team. You know, uh, it's going to be Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly, uh, who've been doing the uh, Steve Rogers Captain America book. It's quite good. It um, is. We'll probably talk about that a little later. Uh, uh, we Kev probably Walker will kick off a new era. Oh, Kev Walker is going to be the artist, and it's a new oh, era. that's good news. Kev Walker is always a oh, welcome Kev addition Walker's to any book. Fucking awesome. Um, this is all going to. It's all going to be new shit. You know. Never before seen planets, brand new aliens, um, long hidden galaxy bending truths, blah, blah, blah. But really, it's going to revolve around something called Grootfall, an overwhelmingly powerful threat that will force the Guardians on a new mission that will test their limits as a found family. Um, yeah, that's really all we have. Here's the new designs on it, which I think is the most interesting fucking part. Um, these are odd, man. There's like a, I don't know, a weird anime cowboy sort of thing going on here. You know? Yeah, it kind of has like a almost like a cowboy bebop vibe yeah. or like Outlaw Star or something like that. Yeah, it's definitely got something like that, man. But I'm all in. This drops on the 12th of April. Um, Marco Cicchetto is doing, I don't know, I think it's this cover. No, that's the Kev Walker cover. Or is that the Kev Walker cover? No. That looks that, just like a promo. I don't think yeah, that Yeah, this is the Cicchetto. This is the Cicchetto. Oh, it says his fucking name right down here. My bad. Yeah, dingus. Yeah. Uh, all right, finally in news this week, uh, Jonathan Hickman finally does something that I don't like. Uh, Hickman is hiring. He's accepting new comic writers and pitches for his whole Three Worlds, Three Moons 
um, Substack thing. Seems like this has on. been in the oven for a long time. I'm surprised that, uh, yeah. you know, he doesn't have it like pretty much finished by this point, you know? Well, the thing about it is the creation, and this is why this is such a unique project. I follow this on Substack. I don't pay, but I follow it. I understand the whole gist of everything. But basically what he's doing is he's using the creation of the universe that he has this world set in as part of the creative process. Like they're putting out manuals about how the religion works, how the finances work, how the politics work. That is all very Hickman. Oh, dude, it is so Hickman to build a world by creating the world in almost like real time. You know, not how like a, a writer in the background is creating a world and just presenting it to you. No, he's literally presenting you not with a story, but with the world. And it's really worked well, you know, obviously, since he's going to be paying some people people off. Uh, these are the rules. We normally cannot read unsolicited material uh, for legal reasons. So when you submit it, make sure you let everybody know what's up. You sign off. OK, that's a problem in and of itself. I'll get onto that in a minute as these stories will take place in the three worlds three moons universe and involves renumeration oh renumeration this will be work for hire sorry i have a problem with that uh this will be a public exercise you will need to be able to handle all the potential this is good this is bad notes that come with this kind of public scrutiny but you can count on me being 100% not interested in embarrassing anyone or dashing dreams. Sorry, again, I mean, it doesn't sound great. That doesn't sound great. Uh, rule number four, finally, there will be some expectation of an overall schedule or a window. That's fine. He's just keeping people on a deadline that I'm okay with. Yeah. Um, so Hickman has become the man. Okay, he's taken a thing that Substack that in my thought and opinion was meant to help independent creators succeed in a world in an industry where publishers control everything. And now he's basically become a publisher. I mean, I have a problem with that, you know, not a big problem. Meet the new I, boss, same as the old boss. Yeah, dude. Um, and what's well, the stop I don't know. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. What's your thought on that? It does kind yeah. of. <sighs> I definitely agree to your point there that like, you know, the whole point of Substack was supposed to be like, you are doing your own work. You are working on your own schedule. You're just getting by on the, your own merit. Yeah. Um, you're not having to go to the big two where, you know, they have such a, uh, you know, a chokehold on the industry. This is your chance to work independently. And it does seem like this is anathema to that very idea. Like Hickman yeah. um, basically starting up his own, his own house here, you know? Mm -hmm. That being yeah. said, you know, he it'd be difficult to imagine him being more of an asshole than DC or Marvel are. Yeah. You know? Well, we can we can talk about that when we talk about Fantastic Four number three a little bit later as well, because it made my list. But I, I was like, oh, it's making my list. And I was like, wait, no, it's not. But that's kind of what I feel like here. You know, yeah. sure. You're working for a good manager, but the good manager trying to go corporate. You know, he wants to go corporate. He's trying to, to do things. So, okay, what's to stop them from stealing ideas? That's my first thought, okay? I'm not saying that they're, you know, evil. It is kind of Hickman being on the weird, honor dude. system here, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like you're on the honor system here. Um, and maybe here, he will be honorable. I don't sure, know. But... but here's the flip side of that coin, right? What kind of business has he set up? 
Because what's going to stop him from being accused of stealing ideas? And when you put yourself out here like this, you're opening yourself up to, yeah, sure, people are going to be like, oh, I'm going to send him my idea. And then they read a comic in two years and they're like, nope, I'm going to sue the fuck out of this guy. So I hope you're ready for that. You know what I mean? You have yeah, to be ready. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, like he doesn't necessarily have like the web of, you know, he ain't got like Michael Mouse's lawyers. Yeah, he ain't got like Mouse lawyers. Yeah, you know? he's not gonna have like the you know authentication in triplicate. Like I'm sure that Marvel yeah. and DC are going to have. Exactly, dude. So, um, but on the other hand, this is a good opportunity for someone to break through. It can be the yeah. business. It really is a good opportunity. I'm not gonna take I mean, that away. But holy yeah, shit, I mean, we shouldn't be hyper. We can't. There's some stuff to not be cynical about here. Like, yeah, like yeah. Hickman is one of the biggest names of comics, if not the biggest. And this is yeah. your chance to break into with an established name without necessarily having to go through Marvel or DC. Yeah, dude. And then, I mean, if you're gonna impress Jonathan Hickman, you're gonna get a letter of recommendation from Jeff. Yeah, I mean, that'll look good I on mean, any resume. That's going to look good on, I don't care what the fuck you're doing. So, uh, this is bound to be a positive thing, you know, but man, I can't help but see the, the possible negatives here. And I mean, yeah, Hickman becoming a fucking man. This is something to be vigilant about, but not necessarily like right off the project because right. I am looking forward to this. I think it's going to be great. Oh, me too. It's going to be fucking wild i've already read some of it it's fucking wild dude it's gonna be really fucking good but um yeah get your pitches ready y'all go over to jonathan hickman's sub substack 3w3m over there at substack and uh you have to subscribe in order to submit your pitch which is kind of weird too um but what a great way to get money you know I mean, subscription pays for itself. Yeah, the subscription pays for itself. All right, that's all the comic news, man. It was a good batch, but uh, let's do food news. A little something different this week. Mmm, yummy. We usually talk about food, gross foods, food, good food. I had a lot of Burger King chicken sandwich stuff for this week, just because I I, I love the irony of it because they mm. look delicious. And but it's Burger King. Why are you making chicken anyway? But. We always talk about food. How about the shit you eat on to eat food? Okay. Um, they have a new Enterprise, Star Trek themed, obviously, USS Enterprise NCC 1701, the original dinnerware set. So it's just like when the really, when company comes by, you know, that's when you pull these out and then you're yeah. eating on, on the Enterprise. That's all. I mean, that's all that, it is. That is delightful. <laughs> I would definitely, um, I would definitely bring this out to impress people, to be sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like how it bucks. looks like the saucer, you know? like Yeah, the, it does. Yeah, yeah, it looks like the saucer. This is what, I don't know if you saw the Undiscovered Country when they had the Klingons over for dinner, but this is what they fed them on. I don't know if they actually did that. But uh, 75 bucks, eight pieces, 11-inch uh, plate, six-inch bowls. Um, That's not the most outrageous price I've ever heard for dinner. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. So there you go. 75 bucks. Not too bad. I'm not getting one, but I only. Got I'm just one glad it wasn't gross today. Yeah, right. I only got one bit of food news this week, so. Hell yeah. Uh, let's do top three, man. It's a good week. It was a really good week. Yeah, it was a fun week at the big two. Starting off the year strong, yeah. Not much, but uh, I'll go for my honorable mention this week. Oh man. 
what is it called? Oh yeah, Scotch McTiernan. <laughs> Hold on, let me fucking find it. <laughs> Holiday party one shot. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, Seth checking in. Seth, Seth, thanks for hanging out. We really appreciate it. We're talking okay. comics the rest of the show, but uh, this is a holiday party one shot. Gary Duggan, Brian Posen, Scott Kobush doing the art. It's basically a fun take on the on a Christmas Carol, but it's also like this odd, wise open sort of look at society and that sort of shit. Um, it's funny as hell, but it's woke as fuck. You know that sort of thing. Um, like. Like, show me no more of this foul weed creature. You know, like, this dude gets high and the ghost is, like, a weed ghost, you know. Uh, yeah. It's just so stupid. Santa Claus, get in, asshole. You know, we're going assholing. Um, it's like, yeah, dude, it's just a screwed up, fucked up Christmas carol. Like, at the beginning, like, the North Pole is fucked because of climate change. The elves are, like, getting ready to strike. Mrs. Claus has had enough and just leaves that fat fuck. And then it just gets crazier and crazier. It was just a whole lot of fucking fun. And I wish it would have come out, you know, closer to Christmas. But I love at the bottom, it gives an apology to Charles Dickens. Just a whole lot of fun humor. Did this guys. not come out until this week? Yeah, it just came out this week. Wow, well, they missed fine. the window on that one. They really did. They really wow. did. Uh, I think we're going to have a little bit of overlap, overlap. My number three this week is Ryan North and Ivan Coelho on Fantastic Four number three. That's an um, honorable mention for me. In which Johnny Storm is forced to join the proletariat and very quickly goes full Karl Marx. Um, I loved it. But then, but then, like he's getting everybody together, you know, we're going to do the the whole striking against the big bad, you know, business owner. But then by the end, oh, corporate took over the store. Well, that's no better, Johnny. That's maybe worse. I'm just saying. I mean, what else was going to happen? I, I guess, know. In with, that situation. with Michael Mouse and their team of standards and practices, there was no way this was going to go. Uh, he also says here, uh, I'm a hero to the little guy now, too. The proletariat is not the little guy. The workers are everything, Johnny. Okay, get rid of your porn mustache. Okay. Um, but, but I again, will. A fantastic issue. I fucking loved it. I love it. was a lot Ryan of fun. Um, here, Ryan North has like a good feel from all these characters. Yep. Um, I love Johnny's like pathetic attempts at having a secret identity, oh, like calling so himself stupid. like Jonathan Fairweather. And like, um, oh, I knew the scene was coming when he finally does tell all of his co workers who he is. And they're like, uh, yeah, we know. <laughs> I yeah. knew that was what? coming. Yeah, that was yeah, a, pretty, that that was a fun was gag. Um, yeah. But it frustrated me a little bit, the whole thing, like, yeah, you're powerless against me, Torchon. The dude's just like this shit-eating asshole. It's like, oh, come on. Well, I, could, I mean, it was very He creative. could fucking manage. You can singe him, you know? Well, it was very... It was in character for, like, Johnny not exactly, actually want to hurt anyone. You just got to how, how much Ryan North gets these characters. I think this is, like, the best example of that. I just don't the like, like, the whole, like the villain gets to operate with impunity because the the hero's unwilling to, like, do anything. Just, no, uh, you're not wrong, but I think... I just, that's something that's, like, independent yeah. of, like, Fantastic Four or anything else. That's something that always yeah. frustrates me when I read it, is when, like, the dude's just, like, this shit-eating asshole. Oh, but, no, like, you're right. You know, you're right. He's, when, like, you, everyone knows, including you, that you can only get away with it because he allows you to. Exactly. I kind of dug that because of the way Ryan North played it off that there's no longer a team. Yeah. Like, out of all of the members of the Fantastic Four, Johnny, I think, needs the team more than everyone else. That is true. And it and Johnny sort of comes off, like, with the attitude of the opposite. Like, I don't need these. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought Ryan North putting his finger right on that pulse was just very, very perfect. for That's yeah, why that, he made it. 
Even though at Hey Doll, I have all that, you know, worker shit, but then it's flipped it. I thought it worked. And we got the uh, the tease. We're getting the full skinny next yeah. week. Yeah, so um, they specifically say month. no more foreshadowing. We're just getting into what actually happened finally. Yeah, yeah. So my number okay. three, uh, I had a bunch of honorable mentions, but go ahead, dude, because I'm sure they're all going to be on your list. Okay, well, um, that was one of my honorable mentions. Uh, two more real quick. Uh, Scarlet Witch number one, uh, mostly for it's that – uh, Mostly for that Sarah Pacelli artwork. Yeah, um, I liked Quicksilver in this. The writing felt a little wooden. I mean, it Steve did. Orlando has been writing for a while, and this is one of those instances where you can tell this is the type of dialogue they would have been throwing around, like, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, even Darcy couldn't save this for me. I did yeah. not care for this at all. Conceptually, I like not, a bad, idea. not I a bad idea. I like the premise. Yeah, like, yeah. they got it set up where, like, you can do cool stuff, right? Like, okay, well, someone's going to walk through that door and we're going to have our monster of the week or whatever. So, okay, I like a lot about it and especially the artwork, but yeah, that dialogue was a little a little stilted. Yeah, dude, um, for, sure, for sure. Also throw out an honorable mention for uh, Batman number 131. Oh, wild um, issue. It was. Um, nothing's going to top, like, fucking, like, orbit jump space. from, like, last week. but Yeah. Uh, or last <laughs> issue. But, yeah, this is, it's fun. We're getting to see what's going on. We know what uh failsafe actually did and so you know that we're not do we though we know the gist of it we know that he got like shot into another dimension and that's failsafe didn't kill him he just bruce thinks he's in another universe though like in the multiverse but then there's like this this skeleton jim gordon running around saying nope maybe that's just him being crazy i don't know what failsafe did i still don't know what failsafe did i'm sure they'll get into it but this was a lot of fun it was cool seeing like uh batman like you know kind of operating without any gadgets or backup or anything like yeah, that that harvey dent with the venom is awesome man that was, yeah i, I want to see more of that motherfucker. this is that a cool kind of like cool. mirror mirror type of situation yeah, right yeah, where it's yeah. like it's the world we know but different you know yeah yeah for sure yeah but uh okay so my number three this week though is avengers oh, nice. number um 64 yeah Okay, so we have finally gotten into the shonen battle anime section of this I mean, uh, was, particular event, and it is it wild. Was, it's, dude. but I fucking love that. It was shit. big. Like it I love so seeing big. like you know, Thor's and Captain Marvel's team up against Killmonger so that they can get him out of the armor long enough for Iron Fist to just beat the dog shit out of him. Yeah, I love um, them. Like it's like oh, the symbiote's getting away, and they just drop some Mjolnir's on him, and that fucking thing ain't worthy. So yeah, it's pinned. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of good shit, you know. It's goofy, it's silly, but it is well done. It is just knock your socks off, blow your balls off, fun, awesome, good times. It's and, big, dumb, yeah. stupid fun, and that's what this entire run has been. And props for Jason Aaron to not, you know, move away from that as he wraps up his run. Yeah, uh, not my favorite run, but by far not the worst run, and it was consistent. I've been enjoying it more than you, I think. And yeah, I I like this one quite a lot too. And I really love that, like, we're getting, uh, like, Doom basically is just like, I don't give a shit about these assholes. And he just left them behind. And, like, he's going to do, he's got his Doom planet that he's going to be using. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Good book. Uh, I'm happy it's ending. I'm very excited about the upcoming run. So, have they announced the new team yet? No. No. Mm. They tease, they keep teasing. They keep teasing. Um, there's a new rumor that Hickman's coming back to Avengers as part of his new project. There's no He's way. Marvel. Yeah, I don't believe that either, dude. There's no way. How would he ever? But if he did, imagine. I know that his new project is supposed to be book. like Eternals, but Marvel. So I don't I'm see how sure. that's Avengers related. But sure. I don't know. Eternals, I guess we'll see. But Marvel? 
Or... That's that's what they. That's literally how he described it himself. I thought Eternals like... was Marvel. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, endless, but Marvel. Sorry, I misspoke. Oh, okay. Yeah, like we'll Sandman see. shit. Yeah, we'll see. I hope. Well, we'll see. Anyway, my number two, uh, a little Boom Studio book called Mosley Number One. This is the next big thing, dude. Everyone's going to be talking about this in um in this this year. Uh, it's Rob Guillory and Sam Lofty. This is a like a wild techno utopian dystopian sort of story. There's still a lot of mysteries, but man, it was a solid start. It opens with this man, okay, Mosley leaving his wife and young daughter to go work for an entire year living in this like little compound for a corporation where he lives with an AI for a year. And apparently he's like teaching it humanities, you know, and we get that sort of gist. But then it jumps decades into the future where his daughter is now basically in charge of the same project, but it's evolved. You know, wild and and vast advancements leading to basically a human utopia where they live online with technology and shit like that. But our protagonist, he's now like a janitor and he has other ideas, other thoughts. He's basically jaded, seemingly jaded. They didn't really get into it from his time during that other gig where he was hanging out with the A.I., so then he has this weird near-death experience where he's getting jumped. It's so fucking stupid by this kid who, like, is controlling robots with his brain, you know, because of the way technology is coming. He's like a little punk gangster, right? But then this, like, maybe a wizard comes and, like, gives him these weird fucking powers. And then he's turned into a hammer-wielding hero. Again, also maybe who apparently is out to destroy technology and save the world from this actual techno dystopia. I mean, this, I mean, I know I explained it like that. That's exactly what fucking happened. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that definitely does sound like an interesting setup. Also narratively really interesting to have like the, the parallel timelines going on here for the book. Yes, for sure. But man, this was just fucking fantastic. It does so much with so little space. It was just like a 22 page. It builds the world. It introduces great characters and it was just a whole lot of damn fun. I'm really happy I read this. I almost skipped this because I was like, and what the fuck? But man, so happy I got it and, and picked it up. Mosley number one over at Boom. Fantastic. But everybody gonna be talking about this that this book this year. Everybody. Everybody. Uh that goes to Taylor number two. My number two is Captain America, Sentinel uh, of Liberty, number man, eight. Man. Any book where Emma shows up is definitely on my radar. Yeah, and apparently she and uh, Steve done the sex. But um, uh, sure, yeah, I had no doubt at all that Emma has had sex with every A-list Marvel character. I, name one. Name one. We know Tony Stark because they no. explicitly mentioned that before. No, um, we know Steve now. Okay, so she gets with Thor. That's the that's the that's big the, three. At the yeah, Avengers, that's the big. Right? She's at least got those the big three marked off her list. Yeah. Good for her. But anyway, though, but, but beyond God, that, though, I mean, let's, we haven't even gotten into the mutants yet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, beyond that, though, this was, issue was a lot of fun. Oh, man. Um, it was I'm sure you're going to have it on here, but like the art when they're doing like uh, Emma's going into their head. Yeah. With MODOK oh, only with a man. C. The new MODOK with a C. Yeah. Yeah. And like, acknowledging and that can be a little confusing, I guess. But like, yeah. well, They even kind of mention it in there. Yeah. MODOK, I think himself mentioned Yeah, it. that's what <laughs> he says. It's like, you can yeah. call me MODOK, although that might get a little confusing. Yeah. But, Which um, is the great thing about MODOK is he's kind of silly. But know. this is brilliantly done, you yeah. know. Um yeah. that whole sequence, like it's a great way to do like a psychic investigation. 
Um, and, you know, Steve's uh, art class pals with, like, you know, their plucky attitude and their, you know, go get them spirit. You know, I, I am a sucker for that sort of shit, and I fucking yeah. loved it here. Yeah. Um, this continues to be a great, great book that seems like it really gets what makes Captain America tick, you know? Yeah, I think um, so, too. We've commented before, right, about how, like, you can have him be this Boy Scout without also having him be like this stuck-up Puritan, you know? Yeah, it's like you can have Batman be this super badass, but he can still be good. Like, a lot of yeah. people miss the good, and they kind of try to make him a Boy Scout, you know? Like, it's okay to still make Cap a Boy Scout, but he can still be a badass. And it's yeah. okay to make Batman, like, a badass. and not But also have, have him, Scout. like, hug the crying kid, you know? Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah, you know, Mark Wade really captures that the best of Batman, yeah. honestly, I'll say. But this is Lansing and Kelly uh, with Carmen Carnero. Carmen Carnero really drove this issue. Uh, Lansing and Kelly were basically just trying to get from point A to point B. They used Emma Frost the psychic. Kind of. That's trophy, what's crazy. It's like this was trophy. like a transition issue. Yeah. Normally yeah. we like talk about that like oh well it, it it was good but it was like getting from last issue to next issue. This was that but it was still really great. It was. I still yeah. love like all the psychic stuff, all the like the stuff that's going on on the island and everything like that. And yeah, they're reforming the invaders. That is a I cool tagline to go off of. With the name or I'm here too. <laughs> yeah, I'm here too. <laughs> but I mean, he did talk to Namor in the last issue. He did. He was, did. Yeah, that was a really fun issue too. So, yeah, man, Lansing and Kelly really have a strong. This run on Captain America is the on. best one I can remember reading for a while. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. I did like Remender sort of a world. What was that? Nemo world. Yeah, uh, I was Nemo off a of Remender by that point, so I didn't yeah. give that much of a fair shot. Yeah. Um. Less but said might, about uh, Nick Spencer's run, the better. Um, I mean, it's still early in this run. Relatively it is speaking, still, but, but it's hey, Baker, I mean, we are, we are over an arc in, you know? It is it yeah. is safe to say now that this is a good Captain America run. Yeah, and I would say it's up there with Brubaker, especially in that early well, run. You know, it, took him, it took him two and a half arcs to get to Bucky. That's man. a heavy comparison to make because Brubaker is probably the best one ever. But My favorite. My I mean, favorite this is... Run. This has been a lot of fun so far, and I'm definitely enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, me too. Uh, all right, that leads us to number one. My it's got to be. Oh, no, never mind. No, I've retired that one. Oh, well, uh, you know what mine is then. Yeah, and this is also Kelly and Lansing. I mean, this has been the uh, Colin Kelly Jackson Lansing show. They're taking over Guardians. Taylor's number two. Now, my number one was Star Trek number three. Joe Isma doing the art. Ramon uh, Rosanas um, helping out a little bit. Um, so, yeah, this officially gets Star Trek retired from my top three because this has been three for three. It's a nostalgia-filled, wet dream, dude. Um, some of the best damn Star Trek com comic booking I've seen in fucking years, and I read it all. It's feeding off the nostalgia, establishing new characters, new ships, new locations. I know what you're talking aliens. about because I know exactly what Crusher is talking about. Exactly. Hey, of course you do. But if you didn't? Three issues into this, if you had never, there's no fucking way you're going to enjoy this book. Um, but then it does some other things like this with the art, like Jake and another guy are running um, to go to another part of the uh, of the ship. And yeah, I mean, it's just one of these big panels. Uh, Nightwing is famous for these, you know, recently. And yeah, just a whole lot of fucking fun. A lot of great shit with Q in this. Crusher's back. Jake Sisko. Fun stuff with the art. Just. 
Yeah, best Star Trek comics we've had in years. There's going to be spinoffs. There's going to be tie-ins. There's going to be other miniseries completely set outside of the story that's going on here. But it's all Star Trek. It all fucking counts. It's never been a better time to be a Star yeah, Trek fan. It, that's been true to say, for the yeah. TV. That's been true yeah. for the TV in 2022. 2023 is the year for that fucking Star Trek comic book fan. And I'm so I couldn't be happier. I could not fucking be happier. It seems like we say it all the time nowadays, but yeah, this is what a time to be alive for a Star Trek fan. It you know? really, really is, dude. It really is. Nicholas Cage came out today and said, I'm a Star Trek fan. Give that motherfucker a movie. Give that motherfucker something. I mean, I'd watch it. I'd watch that. Oh, shit. off topic, but did you see that Renfield trailer? Uh, I did. It looks fucking terrible. I cannot fucking wait. Yeah. It looks terrible. It looks, so, but it looks I have good, to terrible. Yeah, I cannot wait to watch it, dude. I cannot wait. Uh, so that leads us to Taylor's number one. It can only be. Yeah, already telegraphed. It one is of X-Men the Red. best comics of the year. Yeah. Be um, single issues of the year. For a little bit of uh, back padding for ourselves, uh, I think me and uh, I think you as well, right? Picked this as like yeah. our book of the year for it last was. year. And yeah, this this is the best example of why that is. It's this book awesome. really did have everything. It had um, an awesome fight between Storm and Vulcan. It had a uh, great escape for like the team that's setting up like future uh, things here. Especially that page at the end, right? Where we got another Sinister in the works, you know? Yeah, and it got uh, Arako mutants working together with. It did. Um, we see like. How about Lakutas? Isn't that his name, Lakuta or whatever? Yeah. Working with fucking um uh manifold. Imagine them working together, dude. They could do anything and bring anything everywhere. But yeah, anywhere. this this it's really amazing. brings forward a lot of these characters into the foreground here, with like yeah. the guys from the Great Ring and Wrong Slide. We can see on the cover there. Yeah. Oh, and my favorite character, fucking Fisher King. Getting over on Abigail. Yeah, Bran thinks she's getting away, but not so fucking fast because he shows up. There's got to be more to him than he's letting on because, like, he knew her name. He knew where to go. And him showing up as the heavy, you know, him to be like. feels like an anti-Brand for that team. Like, did you think you got away? Like, yeah, Yeah. that's a good way to describe it because, like, he's seeming, he's such a competent person. And he's, like, he's been there to, like, pull all the levers at the right moments to get the right thing to happen. But. He's he has such powerless. like a, he has such like a humility to him, right? We haven't seen yeah. him exert any sort of power. He just right. carries a spear around, but right. he's always there at the right time to do the right thing. He's yeah. the only person we've seen so far, at least in a sense, to defeat Iska the Unbeaten. You know? Yeah, right. We're just it, using words so great. Yes, he knew exactly well, how to turn did, her son, power against. Son, what's his name? Did it too, man. Kind well, Sunspot like exploited it for the get yeah. what he wanted, but like, yeah, right, yeah. But didn't but he, win, didn't really win. Yeah, he brought her to her knees, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it had a great thing with Cable in here, using his power, his TK power, to get over on a new virus, a different sort of virus, but it just worked. Yeah. Um. Man, yeah, just great shit. It also sort of felt like a completion to some story this did, yeah, that this, they've been pulling. Honestly, I wanted to go and check after I read this, like, are we moving on to, like, a renumbering here? Because, like, this I felt what we're very conclusive. Yeah, because like th- as I mentioned before, um, Orbis Solaris, this villain that they've been having in the X Men Red Book, turns out he is the Spade Sinister. Yeah. So we're getting so there's one more out there in the wind somewhere that we don't. So what we got? Yet. We got the diamond, the heart, and the. We don't have the heart. The um, we got the club. Yeah, Doctor Stasis in the main X Men book, he's the club. Uh, Orbis oh, Solaris right. here right. is uh, the Spade. 
And uh, our, of course, our main sinister is a diamond. So yeah, we got a heart out there somewhere, which we oh, have not seen yet. I wonder who yet. it could be. I wonder. But yeah, it's great Man. to see like the evolution of the Iraqi mutants. You know, them like yeah. adapting to like modern times and Storm being there to help them do it. And like you know, basically the Brotherhood has now extended to. The Great Reign of Morocco, you know? It's awesome, man. It's setting up some internal struggle between the two planets with the mutants, which I can definitely, you know, lean into later on this year or next year. But right now, it's all about Sinister. And yeah, the end of this fed into that perfectly. Yeah, yeah might be. And I barely the touched best upon what a Easily boss. the best comic of the year yeah. so far. Yeah, I would definitely but say I so. I it. I, I barely even mentioned how much of a boss Storm is in this issue. Oh, you know? man. She's not just a boss, she's so classy. You know, all of the, and she's a queen. She's a queen, and and he even says it. You know, yeah, I am. Oh, no, not. I am no mere queen. <laughs> you yeah, know, like you I'm know, like on that royalty shit, motherfucker. Yeah. Look how, how much little king. Just yeah, mm, yeah, just a fucking great issue. Again, like, she's a starting... good example of like dialogue like that. It was very like, yeah. very like, what's the word for it? Is grandiose. But like it was, it felt right, you know. Yeah, dude. But it was like all it was the humble at the same time, though, like, because of the way they painted Vulcan to be so much more egotistical. Yeah, I mean, only know? Storm could like, you know, sound like the baddest bitch in the universe while she's talking about like getting help from her friends. Oh, you know, man. yeah, just it's a great comparison between this and like her. we were talking about the dialogue a little bit in Scarlet Witch earlier. That felt like. Like they were like prosaic and like kind of highfalutin, putting on airs for no good reason. But right. here it felt so well done and so right, you know. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, if if we're gonna do best single issues of the year next year for 2023, this one is the first one to add to the list. It I mean, was, honestly, yeah, it's, it's weird. Beautiful. This is the it's the first fucking week where it's gonna be we have like eligible contenders and we might have already seen it, you know. Yeah. So weird, dude. So weird. Uh, awesome. That's our top three, man. There were some other great books this week. Uh, Trojan number one at AWA was hot. X-Force was freaking stunning as usual. Um, I did miss, well, no, I guess that was the Wolverine book that he was on Juan Jose rip. Uh, but anyway, Robert Gill filled in, uh, pretty well there. Dark Knights of Steel was great. Did you read Dark Knights of Steel this week? Taylor? Oh, fuck. I didn't even get that. Damn oh, it. man, it was really fun, dude. It was, damn, awesome. I know I would have enjoyed it too. Now I feel like a real yeah. idiot. It was really good, but uh, yeah, everybody, we really appreciate you hanging out. Um, we wanted you to check out the comic book bullies. They got a show coming up probably tonight. I think it's tonight on some of these channels. Um, they're still, I think, banned from Facebook for some reason, like both of them over two different like topics. Is it Sunday already? <laughs> yeah, is it Sunday already? Uh, but go to outrightgeekery.com. We've got links up there to everything that we've got going on and everything the bullies got going on. Um, a whole bunch of fun social media, you know, different streaming things all kinds of bullshit merch whatever um also go to facebook search for outright geekery go to the group and he's over there kicking it running things all the time and he's doing a fantastic job having a whole shit ton of fun but uh yeah we really you know appreciate everybody coming out for the first show of the year and we're gonna do it again um tomorrow come back for the preview show we're gonna be talking about all the books that are coming out this week uh i think david's gonna be here uh, again, thanks, Andy. We appreciate it. Have a good one, Andy. By. Yeah. Uh, Dave's going to be here. We're going to talk about all the new books coming out. So please come back for that. Again, thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Most of all, thanks to this guy for hanging out with this guy. Always a pleasure. We are going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. I'm glad it all came together after. Uh...